to those who are watching and listening, very, very welcome with us this morning. We finished off with a song, I Have a Light, and it always shines. So I don't know what you're going through at the moment. Maybe you're going through a very bright and sunny day. Hallelujah. I'm happy for you, but maybe you're going through a stormy day or a stormy time. A storm does not take away the light. I have a light, and it always shines. Shines in the day, and it shines in the night. And when the dark days come, and the sun is not bright and shining, yet still I have a light. Don't you want to just bow your heads where you're sitting and just say, Lord, self, and it's not say, you're a donkey, that I get a light, and it is Jesus. Quietly, just thank the Lord. For those who are watching, just in your lounge or in the car, just bow your head. If you're in the car, maybe not. Just keep your eyes open and pray. Father, thank you that we have a light no matter what the season or the weather. And our light is Jesus. Our light is the Spirit. And our light is the Father. And our, our hope is that we will be with you in a heavenly home forever and ever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you this morning, Lord. We worship you, King Jesus. We worship you. We honor you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. We are moving to the end of the year. And as we move to the end of the year, I would like you to understand that God has been awesome to us this year. I want you to know that. It's been a difficult year for many people. But God's goodness has never stopped. And from Karine and myself, I want to say thank you to you as the congregation as well for your love and faithfulness and prayers for us. Prayers for us as a family. And we pray for you as families as well. I've realized the longer I live that part of life is that people go through ups and downs. People suffer in different ways. And I just want to talk about something totally different this morning. Is this something the Lord laid on my heart to share when I was in this? And I pray it will mean something to you. I want to speak about the following. A boer maak a plan. A farmer makes a plan. You've heard that statement that says a boer maak a plan. Is that correct? Die ons het altyd gelag, sê die boer maak a plan, en vaar die Engelsman en rig om uit en kry die wins van die plan. But a boer mark a plan. And you know, so often when we become Christians, the concept of plan or planning seems to be a waste of time. And I'm going to just bring two balances here with planning this morning. But we're beplanning in beplan. This is not deep geestelijk, but it's actually massive. 
en vir almal wat kyk, en vir al die jonger mense, wil ek rechtig vraag, the younger people I want to say, I want you to hear carefully what I'm saying this morning, as a younger person. Last week, Kursi spoke on choices, and I thank the Lord for his lovely word. And what choices you make will finally determine where you're going to go. And this morning, I want to just build on that, and I want to talk about a huge choice that you need to make. And that is, you need to make a choice of, are you going to plan things in your life, or never plan? Gaan jy beplan of nooit beplan? And I'm going to bring balance about planning. Are you going to plan or not plan? And the first place I want to pull away this morning with planning is if I think of the word plan, I want you to talk, I want to talk to you about, on Sprout Bike here, we plan for tomorrow. We plan for emergencies. We have a backup plan or a plan B. But where does planning fit into waar vat, fit, waar pas beplanning in a ware christen leven? Is daar plek vir beplanning? in een ware christen leven. En hierdie klink nou lichtelik, maar ek wil vir julle rechtig sê, this is very important. Because the more spiritual we become, we sometimes think the less planning we need to do. Hoe meer geestelik moet ek minder beplan. En dit is alleen. Want geestelikheid en beplanning het niks te doen. Geestelike goeie beplanning het niks te doen met ongeloof. En ek gaan het begin vandag om te sê, ek hoop dat mense sal kyk en miskien van jong mense hier, ietsie sal vir jou oopgaan vandag, om jou geestelike denken te sky van die leen, wat sê, om te beblan, is ongeloof, en God gaan net dit werk en voorsien. Really? All I can say is sterkte. If that is your idea of faith, that's not faith. And so, you'll see why I'm talking about a boermaker plan. Ons gaan begin met die bekende skrif, Jeremia. Wie van julle kan vir my sê, wat sê Jeremia 29 vers 11? Ja, my Engels nou, nie Afrikaans, nie beplanning van voorspoed nie. Nou, Engels, ja, I'm joking, Rian. It's true. Wat sê Jeremia 29 vers 11? En ons ken het allemaal, vir al in vernieuwing. Wow! For I have, you can put it on. For I know the, wow, for I know the plans. This God speaking. This God wat praat. En God sê, God sê die volgende in Engels in the NRV, He says, for I know the Plans I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. Three times in one verse. We always read, prosper, blessing. Listen, who's writing it? God. The author, the, 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 the brain behind Jeremiah, the book, writes and he says, I, God, have plans for you, I have planned for you, I have planned for you. Three times. And we say we are created in the image of God, we are His likeness, but we say when you become very spiritual, you don't plan because God will just do it. 
That's actually anti-God. Planning, beplanning, het niks te doen met geen geloof. Hoor jylle wat ek sê? Dit het niks te doen met geen geloof. So sê saam met my gauw, sê with me, planning, and good planning, accurate planning, is a characteristic of God. I believe God planned how he's going to have the earth come into existence. I believe God planned how he's going to send his son and finally how that's going to ignite life for people. Do you understand? It's by belangrijk. Nou kom ek met die boer. Ek gaan julle iets leer. Ons gaan net begin met die skrif. In Jeremia 28. Jeremia 28, Jesaja 28, jammer. Jesaja 28, vers 26. Isaiah 28, vers 26. In Afrikaans, look what it says. Dit is een mooie skrif nie. Wie van julle het nog nooit die skrif geken? Wees eerlijk. Dit is nie skande nie. Wie van julle het nog nie die skrif gelees? Daar is die jong mens is dan eerlijk. Is dit nie mooi nie? Prachtig skrif nie. Hy sê, en sy God het hom, wat gedoen? Onder rug, hoe om dit te doen. Hy, oofletter, leer hom. Wie sê, wie van praat hy hier? Nou, wie van jylle het jylle bybels hier? Ga na vers 24 toe. I love this. I'm just blessing you guys today. It says in English, look what verse 24 says. Catches. When a farmer, when a farmer is busy plowing the land for planting, he does not or plant, or plow, he does not plant or plow forever. Skip a verse, for his God instructs him how to farm. It is, that's the context, you can look at it. Verse 24, he says, the farmer doesn't just continue plowing, he doesn't just continue with one process, he says, for God, this is beautiful, I say here, I say here, in sy God, wie die boer, en sy God het hom onder rug, hoe om dit te doen, hoe om wat te doen, hoe om te plant, te ploeg, te plant, en hoe om water oos, hoe af te haal. God het hom onder rug, en God leer hom, hoe om die oos van die land af te kry. God, die God van beplanning, catch this, the God of planning, who plans to bless you and prosper you, this is the important part now. Die God wat, die beplanner is, catch this. Jylle, vang hierdie, christene, daar is van jylle wat ok is met dit, maar ek moet ook nog baie bykom met hierdie, ek het te laat wakker geword. Vader van alle beplanning, wil graag betrokken raak in jou private life, as boer, as sakeman, 
as werktuigkundige, maak nou nie saak nie, God wil graag betrokken raak in jou privaat leven, in jou privaat besluiten, in jou privaat beplanning wil hy betrokken raak, en hy wil jou, vang hierdie punchline, punchline, hy wil graag betrokken raak in jou leven en jou beplanning, want hy wil graag vir jou onderrug, hoe jy die oes effectief op die land kan kry. Wees het, jy is een mechanic, electrician, a businessman, you can be the actuary, you can be a doctor, he wants to get involved, because he is the planner to influence you to plan, so that you can have a harvest. Why? Because he made you, and he is the best at accurate planning, better than you can. Beter as wat ek kan beplan. Maak het sin. Wanneer laas het jy ooit gesit en beplan met God? En ek vraag nie, dat is sekere mense wat geen beplanning doen nie, en dat is mense wat sonder God beplan. Wanneer het jy beplan met God, want hy wil jou graag onderrig in een awesome manier En die skrif is gepraat oor boere, met verskillende oeste, waar hy sê, ek wil jou onderrig, en leer, hoe jy dit kan doen. Is dit nie mooi nie? Ons kan amper afsluit nie. Maar wat meer wil jy hier in die leven? Hey? Maar broer, jy, jy vat Jesus in jou leven, jy is weergebore, jy is omgekeer, en nou sê jy, nou moet ek voortgaan met jy, wat moet jy doen? Jere sê, kom ons beplan. Ek wil jou leer, ek wil jou onderrig, want ek kan eindelijk jou leven nogal baie exciting maak. Ja, maar jyre, die omstandighede is terrible nie nie. Seisoene is omgekeer, het reen wat nie moet reen, is droog wanneer nie moet droog wees nie. Nie wind waai, nie politiek en stil en maak. Hy sê, wow, ek het van die begin van die aarde geweet. Maar ek weet hoe om jou te help beplan dier hierdie hele story. Jy hoef nie te staat te maak op jou eie inzicht. Ek kan jou help. Want ek is jou vader. I have a light. So liekies met doel gekies volgend. And it always shines. Signs in the day and it signs in the night. And that light is the Lord who is the great planner. And he can inject into you planning for your future. Is jylle okay? I want to encourage you as we go to the end of a tough year this morning. Kijk wat sê Jacobus 4 in Engels, sê hy die volgende, dit is baie interessant. James chapter 4, we're going to start at verse 13. He says, now listen, Now listen, you who say today, tomorrow, we will go and do this in that city. We will spend a year there. We're going to carry on with business and we're going to make money. Why? You, why? He says, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Jylle gaan nou die context sien hierdie, ek weerspreek nie myself. You don't even know what's going to happen what is your life? You are only a vapor or a mist that appears for a while and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will have this and do that. And it is, and as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes and such boasting is evil. Straight. Hy weerspreek nie beplanning nie. Hy bespreek, hy wees, hy Hy vermaan een beplanning wat God uitstoot en sê, ek sal vir jou wees, volgende jaar sal ek dit doen en dit bereik en ek sal so berg gaan. En hy sê, jy is so arrogant, 
Weet jy nie, jou leven is een wasem, jy weet nie eens wat moeder gaan gebeur. Dit is een ander geest as om te sê, Heere, ek gaan beplan, want ek moet beplan, ek kan nie net floot nie, maar Heere, ek nooi in, ek saam met u beplan, omdat u skrif sê, omdat u skrif sê, ek het nie een kloe van morgen nie, my leven is een wasem, en dit wat ek gaan beplan, gaan ek sonder arrogantie en afkyk en neerkyk doen. Ek gaan met u beplan, dat my leven, ongeacht wanneer die Heere sê, het finish nie. Ek het met u gelewe, van my gesintheid, tot my beplanning, tot my oes wat in die grond is, is met u gedoen. Dat daar nooit so van my gepraat sal word, dat sê, jy was maar net lekker arrogant. Slaan hier die huis toe. He doesn't say, as jy beplan, is jy arrogant. Nergens. Hy sê, jy maak schemes, en jy het geen beheer is oor moore nie. Jy maak asof jy weet wat moore gaan aankom. Ek weet. Beplan met my. En dan nederig sê, jyre, as het die wil is, ek geloof en geloof, hier is die rechte beplanning. I'm going for it. Maar ek weet, my leven is een wasem. Maar ek gaan beplan, voluit, maar sonder enige arrogantie. En wanneer ek beplan, weet ek, dat jy my onderrig, want jy het in Jesaja gesê, jy onderrig die boer om te plant, en te ploeg, en te oes, en wat sy instrumenten te gebruik. En so sal jy my onderrig, tot die dag, van klaar het gekom. Doesn't that sort of, mean a testimony of a Christian. Isn't dit nie mooi nie? Is dit nie meer een getuinis wat Christene kan begin dra? Die ene is, ek floot net rond. Die ander is, ek beplan niks. Die ander is, ek is arrogant. En ek maak asof, ah. En so, hier kom een stelling wat ek wil opzit. You can put down that, that. Come on, church. You've got, to, you've got to remember this. Plan as if you're going to live a hundred years, but live as if today is your last day. Because that will, if you live as if today is your last day, that deals with all the arrogance and the afkijk op mense en die hoogmoed en die trots. As jy leef asof jy vandag die laaste dag is, sê by my boetie gekeier en sê daar geheil, ons sit as familie om om, en is heil saam, en wel wat sy wens is, is dat, sy kinders, sy sê vrou, in vrede met mekaar sal oor die weg kom, mekaar sal lief hee, en just a different thing, because you don't know if tomorrow comes, make sense? I want to stop there, because we're going to have communion now, but I want to just stop there, and I want to challenge you, maybe, you need to fix relationships with people. Maybe you must stop waiting for them to come to you. Maybe you must go to them. Come on. Ek wil hier met bykie dink. Misschien moet jy verhoudings recht maak. Nie wacht die ou na jou te kom. Misschien moet jy net begin leef asof vandag je laatste dag is. 
Ek en Karin rui weg van die een plek, waar ons gaan rus het. Maar ek klim in die kar, en ek bewe so na ons vir die mense gebid het. En ek sê vir Karin, ek ervaar soveel salving na die. Ek sê, hierdie was glad nie in my beplanning nie. Maar het was een Godse beplanning. Ek het beplan om een stuk grond te gaan koop en te teken vir dit. En nou arreveer ek by die plek waar ons gaan om te onderhandel. En dit eindig as die, die grond en die waarde en die timing en is nou die beste tyd en dis een baie goeie stuk grond en al die goed wat vir ons so baie saak maak was so groot in die Heerese oor die eindelike ding in Godse oor was. Ek kan vir iemand bemoedig, waar hulle zwaar krijg. En as jy klaas, dan kan jy maar teken vir jou ou stuk grond. Maar ons maak asof, die stuk grond die lewe is, en die persoon, en sien het nie eens raak nie. And God says, I want you to plan, but I want you to always allow me, the great planner, to influence every minute of every day of your life because I'm going to always leave something special when I'm finished with something. Mark it sin. Val hierdie in. Het is so interessant, ons het geteken, papierwerk is weggestuur, en ons wacht nou in angst, dat die verkoper van die ander dorp, sal daarom ook teken, dat ons die villa nie rol krijg. En het is amper asof die heren vir my sê, wat gaan jy doen as die verkoper terugdraai? Ek sê, heren, dan maak ek vrede. Ek was in u, ek was in u beplanning. Het sal nogal die tweede keer wees, wat het nie uitwerk nie. It's fine. Ek vertrouw, dit gaan uitwerk. Ek, het, ek maak my beplanning. Maar die heren sê, jy weet nie wat moore vir jou voorlee nie. Jy gaan miskien nooit jou voet weer op hy stuk grond sit. Al stier hulle die e-post terug en sê, baie geluk is geteken, Hier is hier bankrekeningen van prokureers, jy kan wanneer die geld oorsit, en is nou jou nou, jy het nou hierdie grenstuk grond, miskien gaan ek en Kreen nooit ons voete op die grond sit, maar ons voete het in die harte van die mense ingeloop, en Christus gegeen, and that was the first choice of God. It makes sense. It's not Bible punching people, it's not pushing the gospel down people's throats, it's I have a light, and that light just goes with me. My light is the Lord. It's my Savior. Ek is opgewonde. Plan as if you live a hundred years old. En dis wat ek wil vandag praat met ons. Ek is nie hard met hierdie, daar is baie ons wat baie goeie specialist is met beplanning. Ek het, ek het maar baie swak geraak met hierdie. Want ek het gedink, tot die mate dis ongeeslik. Ek kom redelijk uit die oudskool uit. Hoe meer ek beplan, hoe meer ongeestelik is het. En nou skielik dink ek, wow, jere vergewe my, I've made a big mistake. Moet nooit jou beplanning laat jou geestelike leven leie nie, maar moet nooit so geestelik word, dat jy geen beplanning vir niks doen nie. Dis nie recht nie. And that's where Karine and I have sadly taken too long. So for the young people who are watching, Listen carefully what I'm saying. Listen carefully. I want to talk about three plannings. Basic. It's just basic. This is what God laid on my heart. So nobody's told me this. Nobody's taught me this. 
I want to start with the first one. For young people especially, and us older people. No, we're not old. We're just older. How should your broader planning look that you do with God? How should your broader planning look that you do with God? Punt 1. Baie belangrijk. En hierdie moet julle gaan deel. Asseblief. Beplan vir eeuwigheid. Plan for eternity, people. We're not going to be on this earth forever. Your life is like a vapor and it's over. And you've got chance now. The Bible says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth that the moth and the rust destroy. And what do we do? We preach a gospel that just goes around what the moth and the rust can destroy. Mark it's in. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have a nice house and it's wrong to have, but you can't have that as your whole Christian beplanning. It's empty. You have to plan and store up treasures in heaven. You have to plan for your everlasting life in your heavenly home with God as your first priority. And where does that start? For those watching, it starts by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why? Because that was our Father's plan. For God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son, and He gave, it, he gave Him to us, and He came in the form of His, that those who receive Him will actually become sons of God. It's God's plan. God's plan for man was that you can enter eternity and be with Him forever. And you as a Christian have to plan for eternity And that's not to argue the whole day about vaccines. That's not planning for eternity. That's just differing to your brother. That's not arguing about should we be in a building or in a house. That's not planning for eternity. Planning for eternity is to say, ek het een hoofdprioriteit. And this is what die vader wil hee, ek moet doen. Ek doen my vader se wil. And the innerste skrif wat ek het for planning constantly for eternity is the following. You can put it on. First scripture. Baie bekende skrif, maar dit pas in met beplan vir eeuwigheid. Afrikaans 53, Matthies 6, uh, 33. Maar soek eers die koninkryk van God en sy gerechtigheid en al hierdie dinge sal vir julle bijgevoeg word. Hy het nie gesê, soek allereerst die koninkryk vir God, en beplan vir niks, dat die rest sal net val in jou, jou voorskoot. Nee, hy sê net, soek allereerst die koninkryk vir God. Dit, waar die heerskapie, die chap, die stempel, die wil, die beplanning vir God, vir jou leven as kind vir God, soek, waar sy heerskapie heers, soek allereerst sy koninkryk. En dan soek sy gerechtigheid. En dan sal hy hierdie ander goed bijvoeg. So number one planning for you is plan for eternity. That's why I said, plan is if you're going to live a hundred years. Live as if you're going to die today. Because you plan, the planning for eternity is always a priority. It's always fixed. Don't go, don't die with bitterness and unforgiveness. Don't go with hatred 
and issues. Don't go with anger towards God that you know God hasn't even done anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Plan daily for that everlasting life with your Father. But maybe you're going to live 100 years. Maybe. Then we go to step two. Ek wil net dat voor ek na stap 2 te gaan, wil ek net sê, <coughs> das, das patroone, patterns, in die koninkryk, wat nie oud word nie. Kan ek ietsie sê vir julle? As ek jou sê, hoe oud is jy? Moe nie sê nie. Dis interessant, dis een jong mama, dis een ouwer mama, en daar is, hoeveel kleinkinders het julle om Louis? Een in twintig achterkleinkinders. <coughs> achterkleinkinders. Twenty-one great-grandchildren. You sitting here with two kids. Die dame wat ek, wat ek en Krien mee gepraat het, nie die agent nie, die een wat werkzaam aan die kantoor. Is die dame seker, ek, het is moeilik om te skat. Misschien bykie ouder as ons. Haar ma was een pastor in Redige gewees. Pastor. Ama, sy sê as een dochter, onthou sy, hoeveel keer het sy in haar boeties ingeloop in die kamer, en dan le ma aan die slaap op die mat, dan het sy aan die slaap geraak, waar sy bid, want sy drie seens in die bosoorlog gehad, daai tyd, en sy het ingetreef haar drie seens in die bosoorlog, en sy loop in, en die ma is vast aan die slaap, maar maak hulle net toe met die laken. Nee. You see, the mom was planning for eternity, and even planning for her kids. For you, it doesn't help you just plan for your kids for a good policy and a good job. Because that's a awesome. You mustn't not do that. Do it. But there's something bigger you need to assist them. And that mom, my mom used to pray for her. Every day. Heather used to pray for me. Tani Magrit prays for those kids, grandkids and great kids. Tibi's praying for your kids. You're planning for eternity for your kids in the spirit. You're busy giving them an inheritance. Cover them in prayer. There's certain things that don't get old. But there's certain things we mustn't do. Don't stop planning for eternity. Mark it's in. It's private, personal. Second P easy one, but the most difficult that I've lacked in. Plan for your family. Proverbs, Spreke 13.22. Spreke 13.22. A goeie mens laat sy kindskinders erwe, maar die vermoe van die sondaar word vir die rechtvaardige weggebere. A goeie mens laat sy kindskinders erwe. So, guys, when you are young, Start planning now. When you've got young children, plan for your kids' future. I'm going to just say that's a short one. Plan for your family. Plan for your husband and wife. This is not the purpose of today. If I die, is Kareen sorts for? If Kareen dies, do I get something? <laughs> Other than the wedding ring. <laughs> just joking. Marketson, guys, start when you're young. Because your father, who's the master of planning, 
in your own situation, een van ons het 10.000 rand a maand, ander krijg 50.000 rand a maand. Binnen in dit, beplant met God, hoe jy, meneer en mevrouw boer, allemaal van julle, kan een oes kry vir jou familie. Begin, ploeg en plant, vir jou gesin. Start planning for your family. But never the expense of eternity. Start first with eternity. Amen. Die laaste, en hier is die belangrike een, gaan dit doen, beplan vir ander. Start planning for other people. You understand? Don't say, now I plan for my own salvation and my family. I don't care about other people. Really? Stop it, man. When last have you planned, or are you too scared to plan with God for other people? Is jy te bang om te beplan met God vir ander mense? Dis lekker, he? Is jy te bang om te beplan want die hoofbeplanner sal miskien vir jou begin anders te onderrug. Ga nie vraag van julle vir my nie. Die heren sal miskien begin anders te vir julle onderrugpal oor my broer daar. Of vir jou JP vir daar over die achter sit. Maak het sin. With the minute you're gonna go in that sense, Pity, you guys, all of us, Paul, the minute I'm going to say, Lord, I want to plan for others, God says, yes, he's catching it, because God planned for others, and he gave his son, his most precious possession, so that you can have life. Do we plan for others at all? Beplan ons ooit vir die mooie en die welvaart van iemand anders te, of beplan ons net vir onsels? God is juist die een wat die vermoe het Laat as jy beplan, beplan met hom vir ander. Vang hierdie, is baie belangrik. Come on, please guys. I beg you, listen. You guys watch. When you plan for others, you won't shortchange yourself if God's involved in the planning. Jy gaan yourself nie te nakom nie. Moe nie vrees hee daar oor. Kom ons kyk wat sê Spreke in English, Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. It says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Isn't that beautiful? One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. And then he says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I've only mentioned two people on holiday. There's probably four or five people that we touched. Not us, because we're good. Because it was in God's plan to give to someone else and not just, we need to rest, we need to recover. We do, and we went to. But won't you come to a place? Sal jy nie kom, Johan, bieke jy change hee in ons denke, en begin sê, flip, begin sê, ek gaan ook begin beplan, vir ander. God, my vader, is die hoofbeplanner, ek ken mense, en ek soek een oes, vir ander. Ek soek een rijp harvest, and I can bereit them to freely give because I know that you'll add back to me, Lord. Because you've given Jesus and today 
He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What we do is you don't just plan for yourself. You plan for others. Ek verstaan nie hoe werk die Heere nie. Ons sit by plek en die een, en die, die gewoonlik is dit vrou wat jou kamer skoon maak. En hier is een jong man wat ons kamer skoon maak. En hy begin hoor en sien my bybel. Is een jong man, jong man. Hij is een cleaner. And we start talking and he says, you know what I don't understand? The previous people that we are, the man gave me, showed me how to put a Bible app on my phone. He says, I love Jesus. And he put a Bible app on my phone. Now you guys are Christians and he knew we pastors. You pastors. And we started to speak to him in fellowship and he's an orphan who came from Mozambique when he was three and his uncle raised him. And he says, I've got such hope. He says, I'm a cleaner today, but I've already enrolled. I'm going to study law because I want to be a success. And Jesus is helping me. And suddenly he lands on our stoop where he cleans our house every day. And I've got the choice. Am I going to freely give and speak plenty? Or I'm going to just leave him because he's a cleaner. I need to rest. Hy was so opgewonde elke ochtend om met ons te gesels oor sy toekomst. En jy weet wat, dit het ons verkoek. Matthies 6 vers 53 Matthies 6 vers 34 Ek gaan klaar maak, dan gaan ons nachtmaal. Het sê in Afrikaans, kweel jylle dis nie oor moore nie, want moore sal om oor sy eie dinge kweel. Wie van jylle is gebarrie oor moore? Wees eerlijk? Nobody, ja? Yeah. Worried about tomorrow, he? It's normal human nature. But Jesus says, kweel jylle dis nie oor moore nie, want moore sal om oor sy eie dinge kweel. Elke dag het genoeg aan sy eie kwaad. Bible says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. It's quite crazy. Some of us, beplan, is opskrif, ons die rechte polisse, ons die rechte investments, wat dit alles, en ek lewe wakker elke aand, en ek kwel my oormore. Hey, begin beplan met God. En as jy saam met God beplan het, begin slaap en sê, Heere, in geloof het ek met jy beplan, en ek leed het by jy voete neer, en ek gaan rustig wees. Ek sal dag vir dag hanteer. Die vijandse triek is beplan en, en stress. Beplan en stress. Godse beplanning is, bring my in die beplanning, en word rustig oormore. Ek is jou vader, ek sal vir jou sorg. As ek vir die mosies kan sorg, kan ek nie vir jou en Karin sorg, Ellen, sê, Heere, maar ek het my beplanning slecht, hy sê, moet nie bekommer, ek gaan vir jou help, jy nooi my in, dis nooit, sê saam met my, dis nooit, kom Jakku, dis nooit, die verkeerde tyd, om God in te nooi, nie vir redding, nie vir beplanning, nie vir jou hevelik nie, dis never the wrong time to invite God in, even if you've missed it for 10 years, it's never the wrong time. If you invite him in today, in this building, when you break bread, you've done the right thing. Tal, you've done the right thing. You invite the Lord in today for your future. I hope this is encouraging you. I'm going to make one or two statements. 
planning mixed with faith will give you a lot of confidence for, the, for your future. Planning with faith. Planning with fear is going to just end in anxiety. Beplanning met geloof. Dat ek met God beplan, geloof nie, ons sien nie God nie. Jy gaan nie een skrifie kry wat sê precies hoe jy moet waar wat doen nie. Jy doen het in geloof. Beplanning in geloof gaan vir jou, uh, what's confidence? Vertrouwe gee vir die dag van morgen. Beplanning uit, angst, uh, uit vrees uit gaan een leven vol angst gee. Daarom nooi ons God in. Faith and planning can go hand in hand. And so, to the viewers, we are going to have Holy Communion. Ons gaan nachtmal heen nou. Ek gaan jylle release. Maar ek wil hee, jy moet brood gaan breek by jou huis. En miskien het jy baie beplan al, en van het het gewerk, ander nie, en jy is net vol angst. Moe nie beplan met vrees, want dan gaan angst die resultaat wees. Beplan in geloof. Nooi God die Vader in jou beplanning van jou eeuwigheid, jou familie en hoor my, en ander mense. Ongeacht jy omstandighede moet nooit ophou om een oop hand te wees vir ander mense. As ek sê oop hand, praat ek verder as net geld, tyd, gesintheid, bemoediging. Always plan to be there for others. God's going to lift your spirit and you'll handle day by day. There's enough kwaal en kwele en probleme elke dag. Just start the three plans. Plan with the Lord, and may God richly bless you. Have communion at your house, and say to your wife, your husband, or yourself, I've waited too long. Lord, come in, my king, and also teach me, according to Yesiah, how you taught the farmer how to plow, stop, and then sow, and then how to reap. Teach me to plan with you, my Lord. Can we close our eyes? Father, thank you for everyone and this morning who's watched and who's here, and that we can come and say, Father, as a boermaker plan, you are the author of planning. And we want to be men of what planner mark. We want to be those that make plans. But we want to invite you in as the master, the master at planning to come into our hearts and not only give us salvation for eternity, but also to plan how to live our lives day by day and actually to start living less and less with anxiety and fear, and more and more with faith and confidence. We give you the praise and the glory. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.